Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. To the Believe in Badger Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, ringing in the new year with one of our favorite people in the whole world. It's All-American Super Bowl champion Travis Beckham. Travis, Happy New Year, buddy! To you as well, Matt. I appreciate you having me again. Happy New Year. You have uh, an open invitation. Uh, as is no surprise to anyone who watches the show, you guys all know how great. Travis is, and uh, how great he is at his side job, or I guess you could call it his side job, his main gig now of DJing. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later as well. Before we get into that, I want to remind you guys that we are presented by betonline.ag, where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it over there at BetOnline. NFL, NBA, college football, looking at that national title game, Georgia opens up as a huge 13 and a half point favorite. Uh, against TCU. Shout out to my cousin Douglas Sr. at TCU. He's beside himself this year. Um, uh, Even more, though, I mean, college basketball, golf, esports, it's all over there at betonline.ag. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today using our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Travis, let's start with the latest news in Badgerland, and that is uh, ringing in the new year with uh, transfer quarterback Tanner Mordecai. Uh, he's got some pretty big numbers, uh, some pretty big numbers accounted for 10 touchdowns in a game last year, nine through the air. Uh, Travis, just first of all, like, how do you feel as um, like a former pass catcher seeing just all of these arms coming in? Like, what is it? How what's your opinion so far on what you've seen the last couple weeks out of Longo and Fickle and company? <laughs> Well, well, obviously those guys have been here for an extremely short period of time. And in that short period of time have done uh, amazing things. And <clears throat> hopefully it's kind of eased um, a lot of Badgers fans uh, feelings in regards to um, the decision uh, to not bring back um, um, Jim Leonard. But uh, my feelings towards what's going on, I'm, I haven't been this excited about Badger football. Um, It's kind of like bittersweet to me because um, I wish that I would have had these kind of options uh, when I was, when I was playing. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my quarterbacks, love uh, John Stocko, Tyler Donovan, Alan Everidge, uh, Dustin Shear, uh, Scott Tolzien. Those are guys I, I built um, chemistry with. I didn't play with Scott, but um, he was there when I was there, but just to have options. And it's like, it's like we get Nick Evers and 
I'm like, okay, now we're set. Then we get, uh, I forget, it's the 2024 recruit. Maybe Metoyer. Yes. Then we get, then we get Tanner. And I'm like, this, this, this is, this is so exciting for Badger football. This is, this is, this is the best off season that UW has ever had. Now with all these quarterbacks, we got to get some more receivers uh, because I mean, after watching Tanner, a lot of his, uh, I mean, he's, they're going for wide receivers uh, times empty backs. And I've seen it a little bit um, in regards to um, the bowl game. Uh, we, we went five wide once uh, and then we ran uh, Braylon out into the flat, but I, I love seeing that. I love seeing something different um, from this program. And I'm extremely excited for the future of this program. Yeah, I think, you know, excitement around Badgerland is at an all-time high. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact, like, it really hurt a lot of people. It stung a lot of people when Coach Leonard wasn't retained, right? He is a golden child, a prodigal son, whatever you want to call him. He is that to Wisconsin football. But it's become pretty clear pretty quickly how modernized (laughs) this entire football staff is from top down in in just how they brought over an entire recruiting department from yeah. Cincinnati, how they are modernizing the quarterback position. Now, what's really interesting to me is that they've gone for these all three of these guys um, between Mordecai, Evers, and Matoyer, all three guys from Texas. And we Texas, the state of Texas produces quarterbacks like oh, it's yeah. no one's business. Yeah. Wisconsin needs to invest in more talent pipelines. What better place to do it than to get Texas quarterbacks? Because you also know those quarterbacks know all the receivers, all those guys growing up playing seven on seven year round yeah. in Texas. From what I understand, there are going to be probably two portal receivers brought in uh, before uh, classes start up again, which I believe yeah. is right after MLK Day. There's the, they're targeting two two receivers. What types of receivers, though, do you want to see? Because for me, I think it's really important that they get another big body physical guy you look at a dk you look at a dean ingram even you know skylar bell to a little bit of a lesser extent these guys are all you know quick but a little bit slight of frame bell not so much bell's a little bit more of a traditional x i would like to see them go get another big body you know a quintez cephas type what kind of guys do you think that they need to bring in in order to be successful uh, in 2023 in the passing game i I think and, and that's a good um, that's a good comparison because I, I do think that um, when I played, uh, I mean, we had Paul Hubbard. Paul Hubbard was was big. Uh, I, I want to say I was probably five, five, ten maybe pounds bigger than than Paul Hubbard. Um, and it seems like ever since uh, the sizing of the receivers has kind of dropped off. There was there was Paul Hubbard when I played. There was Jarvis Minton. Um, if we could get players like. Let's get a, let's go find a, let's go find a Lee Evans. Let's go find a, a Chris Chambers. Let's go find a, a, a Brandon Williams. And I I want to say like, just even playing uh, Oklahoma state, someone like Des Bryant, we need a physical receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I, I know obviously bringing the guys in um, they may end up being younger, but I think we need someone uh, that's older. That's going to put pressure on these guys. Um and we we need someone that's going to go out and make plays. And again, you watch some of the film uh, from Chase Wolf and, and just look in the way that he's throwing the ball and the receivers are able to run underneath that ball. I hadn't seen that all year. OK, and and I know that um, it hits people a certain way in, in regards to if Chase should have played earlier. Obviously, he's going through some injuries, but 
I mean, his accuracy on the deep ball was was awesome. And I, I hadn't seen that. So if we can get guys that are big physical receivers, great route runners, um, if we could have someone that's going to be able to specifically key in on that position, I think that's going to make this offense just explode even more. I mean, obviously we have the, the quarterbacks to do it now. Um, and now it's just, it's just putting it all together. Obviously Braylon is going to uh, do what he does. It's going to open up the the run game for him. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited too. I think, you know, you talk about, uh, the guys that can go, I think it's really important for to get a guy who can make, who turns 50, 50 balls into 80, 20 balls. Yeah. Right. The guy who is, is big and will take a bit of a beating downfield when he's going up for those catches, but is going to make them because he can out physical the cornerbacks around him. The big 10 West, you know, for all of its lumps has some really good secondaries. You look at Illinois, you look at Iowa. Those are some of the best secondaries, not just in the conference, but in the country, you have to have the receivers to be able to compete with those types of physical defensive backs. Um, let's talk about Mordecai a little bit more. I think it's interesting, this idea of bringing in, this is the first time since Russell Wilson, right, that they have brought in an outside guy to be the guy for yeah. one year. Yeah. Obviously, Russell Wilson was sort of the original, you know, quarterback transfer that comes in and really changes something in that one year that he's there. We're seeing it all the time now. How do you feel about Mordecai as a prospect? Have you gotten to watching the tape on him? And how do you think that he is going to, you know, what will be some of his strengths and maybe other areas that he's going to need to really to hone in on in spring to uh, really get up to speed with Longo's offense? Well, I, I think, I think uh, as far as Russell Wilson, I think we got, we, um, we got really lucky with Russell Wilson. I don't think that people knew that Russell Wilson had that talent uh, until he got to Wisconsin. We all knew he was a good he was a good quarterback, but I mean, arguably he had his best season of football when he was at at Wisconsin. Um and uh just watching Tanner, I mean, I was 72 uh touchdowns over 2 years. I mean, that that that's insane. And obviously this goes along with him having options at receivers. He, they, um, SMU have big physical receivers. They had good tight ends. Um, and, and again, they, they have four wide receiver sets. They have five receiver sets. Um, it's going to, um, there's a couple games that, uh, Braylon, uh, it almost seemed like he struggled in the backfield with reading, um, blitzes off the edge. There's going to be times where we're going to go four wide. He's going to be the only back back there. So he's going to have to be able to check those hots, check those blitzes and pick those up um, in order for our quarterback to sit in that pocket and be able to, to, to get the ball to our receivers. Um, but I mean, he's obviously he's a very strong arm. Um, he looks very, very, very comfortable back there. Um, and that's the thing is, is just obviously having a line, um, and knowing that a back is going to be able to pick up that blitzing, uh, quarterback or or cornerback or DB. Um, but I mean, just the way that he spreads the ball. Um, I mean, if he needs to to tuck the ball and run that that's awesome as well. Uh, because obviously you've seen him do that. I think he had what, like a 65 or 72 yard touch, like, and, and he looks good. He looks comfortable doing that as well. So I'm glad that I'm glad that we have a, a, a two dimensional quarterback. Um, now it's just going to see how that fits in our offense in regards to what receivers we bring in, um, where we put receivers, um, who's going to play the slot um, and just like seeing what options that we have come this spring and then this forward. Yeah, I think that. It's also good to have that competition, obviously, yeah. within the quarterback room. I think it's Absolutely. really interesting that, that Chase chose to come back because especially even though when they played the game, Mordecai hadn't come in, they already had Evers. 
people knew they were sort of still sniffing around for that one year stopgap, whether it was going to be um, Brennan Armstrong or if it was going to be turned into Tanner Mordecai, which I think is an outstanding, outstanding yeah. choice in a marriage between system and quarterback. And at the end of the day, like I said, I just I love this Texas pipeline, right? Yeah. I love that. Just just bring them in. And it's interesting to me that a both Mordecai and Evers were recruited by Lincoln Riley, yeah. uh, have grown up knowing each other, like have have a connection already and like a a built in like respect and camaraderie for each other. I think that's really interesting when you're bringing in multiple guys from from the portal that, you know, if, if you brought in a couple guys that didn't know each other, there could be some serious friction there that could cause yeah. issues in the locker room. We know that, you know, oftentimes there are, especially when you bring in something like this, you could have a rift in the locker room. You don't want to be that, have that, especially if you're a first year coach. Yeah. And so I love the fact that these guys know each other, have a good relationship and have been open about it. Um, yeah. Speaking of the new coaching staff um, and, and the offense, I I was able to talk with uh, Tresh Kekahuna um, a couple days ago. And one of the interesting things to, that he said to me was that uh, one of the reasons he recommitted to Wisconsin was that Nick Herbig was in his ear about uh, how good of a guy Coach Fickle was. And I thought that was a really interesting point yeah. um, because we know that a lot of the guys who were very tied to Coach Leonard, obviously, he's been he's been their guy from day one. He's the guy that recruited them. But to have the guys who are on the team, even outgoing, Herbig, especially as a leader, Speaking highly of the new coaching staff, that tells me a lot about the relationships that they are already building. What do you know about some of these relationships that are that are happening between the new staff and how things are sort of meshing sort of behind the scenes? Well, it's awesome to have it's awesome to have that kind of chemistry. Uh, I I think that word of mouth travels um, and it might have been. The night of um that they brought in coach fickle and and i reached out to clay Cundiff. i'm like hey where's your head at like what are, what are the guys thinking and everyone was on 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 board with it you know what i mean obviously they they look at this guy's history um his track record uh, he's done amazing things um and he's great with the players and and that's the thing is is that um a lot of people i i think coach chris was great with the players but a lot of things is they want from a head coach is they want to have a the coach be a great recruiter as well um coach fickle i had the privilege to be uh, recruited by coach fickle coming out of uh, high school uh when i was a linebacker and i i know the the energy that he brings um he has a winning mentality this is a guy that we're that that we're bringing in that we expect to do great things enough with the the sitting around and being complacent and treading water and no that that's not that's not what's going to happen right now for badger football and anyway. we're, we're 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 here we're here we're, we're just so long just going this way it's it's all uphill now uh i mean we invested a lot of money um into him and uh the the badger fans uh boosters alumni um, they want to see great things and uh, they're investing their time, their energy into a program that has just been complacent for a very long time. They're bringing in a coaching staff that has been proven, um, a coaching staff that uh, is going to obviously do great things for this program. Look at what's happened thus far. Um, but to have guys like Nick Herbig um, say, hey, man, this, this this is a winning coach. Uh, I mean, you can look at stuff at Skylar Bell. Uh, I mean, entered the transfer portal, went to Minnesota. Marcus and Allen. Mark, 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 yep, Marcus Allen. Um, Marcus Allen rode ro- ro- the boat right back to Wisconsin. So um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm excited um, 
for this program. And and speaking of uh, Skylar Bell, I, I think that he's he's probably one of those. He's going to be one of those guys that's going to have to lead for this program. Yes. Um, I don't think that um, he caught as many balls uh, as he wanted to in the bowl game, but. That's that's that was fresh. That was four weeks of preparation. He did have a nice reverse. Um, speaking of reverses, three reverses in in one game for Wisconsin. Where does that come from? I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. So I, I think it's good that Nick is um, letting the recruits know, letting the guys know that that Fickle is on board. Um, he's a player's coach, and um, I, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what else that we can potentially get um, out of Luke Fickle and this this UW staff. What what do you think it means to be a player's coach today in 2023? Because I think being a player's coach in 2023 is different than being a player's coach in 2005. Yeah. When, when you were coming in. So what does it mean to be a player's coach today? So, and I was just having a talk with, with someone earlier and it's, it's crazy. College football is crazy right now. Um, NIL, transfer portal. Um, NIL has played such a toll um, on, 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 on guys' um, decisions and recruits coming in, um, even, even potential guys on the team potentially thinking of, of jumping ship. And I think now you can't just uh, – it's almost like you can't just recruit a guy – uh, play him and then make it and and then like that's it. It seems as if you have to continue to invest into that player uh, to uh, essentially keep them happy so they don't uh, unfortunately enter the transfer portal and have a guy like Fickle uh, that's able to do uh, on the field great things, but have have great chemistry with these players, um, have a vibe, build a connection with these players, let these guys know, hey, uh, as much as we we want to win a Big Ten championship. I'm, I I want you to be on this field and be the best player that you can be. Let let me go and and let let's have Wisconsin have nine guys uh, going to the draft. Like that's that's insane. And I want people to know that that yes, this program is going to be uh, this program is going to be successful, uh, and it's going to be successful at producing players, um, top draft picks. Let, let, let's do that. Let's let's be one of these teams. You watch this Purdue and, and LSU game and you see some of these some of the talent that LSU has. Um, let's start bringing some of that talent this way. And, and I, I really think this coaching staff is going to be able to do that. So what's the position to me? Because, you know, they're obviously addressing clearly addressing defensive back this first cycle. Right. They signed six mm-hmm. high school defensive backs. They just got um, the nickelback from Boston College. Uh, I think it's pronounced Maitri or Maitri um, uh, out of Boston College to be, I think the starting nickel is where they're expecting him to be. You you know, you look at athletes like Amari Snowden, those guys coming in. I think the other position, we talked about wide receiver a little bit, but I think the other position they really need to address is defensive line depth, especially with Keanu Benton uh, going to the draft. Um, I think he's a kid who's going to test so well and that he's going to shoot up draft boards. I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, picked in the second round just because of his explosiveness at his size. Draft talk, different story for a different day. But I see, you know, they have no, really no nose tackles now with any real experience. They have three defensive ends in Mullins, Thompson, and uh, Rodas Johnson, who are, you know, who have a ton of snaps between them, but no one really on the interior. I think it's going to be important for them to address defensive tackle. Where else do you see, you know, maybe some loose ends that need to be tied up 
heading into the spring? I, I think it, I think it's going to, I don't know. I think that's a, almost like an open-ended question in regards to, are we going to run a three, three, five here? Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to stick with a three, four? Um, because obviously those are going to be different players. Um, and I've, there's discussion in regards to, will the three, three, five work in the big 10? Um, but we, we do need some meat inside. Um, Keanu was a great player. Keanu was a great player. Um, and I'm looking at, at, at some of these guys, um, and I was watching old film and like, uh, like Chapman, uh, we need guys like that. We need guys that are going to come in, be hungry. Um, and we need to start recruiting them fast because this is going to be, uh, and, and I think that, that defenses do win championships. We've had a lot of, we've had a lot of amazing things happen on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and I, I expect guys, great recruits to come in, uh, people entering the transfer portal, um, because of, because of, uh, Mike Tressel coming in and guys want to play for him. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for what's, um, and, and the thing is it's still so early and, um, I'm excited for what, to what this coaching staff can bring in. Uh, but we are going to have to find some meat for the inside, especially at that nose tackle position. Um, and then figure out what we're going to do defensively. Um, I wouldn't mind having some, some lockdown corners, uh, and primarily run a man defense. 90% of the time. Let's go. Yeah. I think that we already know that the linebacker room is stocked beyond stock. Yep. They, they've got athletes everywhere yep. there, even as they lose Herbig, as they lose CJ Getz. Yeah. I mean, you you still you look at Caden Johnson, TJ Bowlers. I mean, Daryl yep. Peterson is yeah, a yeah. Beast. You look at what a lot of Ivan, plays last year. Look yep. at what Ivan Pace Jr. did for Cincinnati this year. That's Daryl Peterson next season, like yeah. two in absolute T. He's yeah. going to explode next year. But yeah, I am. I, I'm interested to see, especially I, from what I've heard, they're going to be running a three, three, five. Okay. It, they are okay. going to be giving it a go and running that three, three, five. And I think what's going to be interesting to me is seeing what's the safety rotation. Torchio said he is heading to the draft. So it, it looks like it's going to be Kamoy Leitu and Hunter Wooler, but, and then Maitri coming over from Boston college as sort of that nickel safety hybrid. I'm really interested though, to see what that safety rotation is going to look like, because there's so many unknowns on the back end, but it's that unknown is so exciting. Like yeah, I just exactly. want to get back to like, there's so much juice in the program right now. Like just on a day-to-day basis, I get so excited to just like, what is going to pop up on my phone today? Exactly. So. And, and that's what, and, and that's what, uh, Badger fans should be excited about. Um, and again, we had a lot of exciting news. We had a great, great Christmas present, uh, thus far for what we had from the Badgers. And, um, I'm looking forward to the future, um, and, and what else we can get out of this. Uh, I, I'm, I mean, if you're not, if you're not excited about Badger football right now, something, something's wrong with you. Yeah. And, wrong with you. And, and, and if you're, I, I've seen criticism, people saying, oh, well, I don't want to, you know, we want like the, the Wisconsin way is dead. I don't think the Wisconsin way is dead. I think the Wisconsin way has been modernized um, to leverage the best parts about it while adapting to the necessities of today's college football landscape. Yeah. Wisconsin, Wisconsin way is, is, I mean, you just look at, look at big 10 football in general, big 10 football has transpired to these teams running a spread offense and throwing the ball down the field. It's you look at some of these, uh, look at the recruits that look at the recruits that, um, that Michigan and Ohio state are getting. These are, these are four star five-star athletes that they're coming in. It's speed, speed kills. And that's not, that's not what your quote unquote, big 10 football is normally 
revolved around, but now it's it's changed. It's changed, and uh, buckle up the bootstraps, and because it, it's, it's time to go. We're we're, we're getting these we're getting these top guys, um, and I have no problem with with uh, this program uh, going a different way in regards to how they play. Because if you're okay with how we played the last five, ten years, I mean, you're you're okay with with being okay. No, we don't want to be okay. These guys don't come to Wisconsin to be okay. These guys want to produce. These guys want to be great football players. They want to go to a great program. Let's make it happen. And the Wisconsin way has always been about greatness at the end of the day. Well, this is the way to get great is to make these steps in today's college football landscape. So um, I want to take the last couple of minutes that we have here and and switch off of college football and onto DJing because you have been, you know, uh, you've been out there. Anyone who follows you online knows about your DJing. Uh, it always fascinates me. I was, you know, the, growing up, little Matt always thought he could like he, he could scratch on the ones and twos, but there was no <laughs> chance that he had any sense of rhythm whatsoever to do yeah. so. So my question is, how old were you when you first got into DJing, and how did this sort of like come about as your you know post NFL career? So. I've always been a huge fan of music, uh, particularly like uh, 80s, 90s. Um, and um, I randomly, uh, it was, I think it was after um, I came back uh, from being released from the Saints. And I had a lot of friends in Milwaukee uh, that owned venues, um, essentially went out, uh, bought the equipment, watched a ton of YouTube videos. Um, and it started out me basically uh, opening up for acts um, at these venues. So I played from 10 to 11, 10 to 12, and then the main act would go on. Um, and to eventually me having my own night and uh, continuing to do that, doing a lot of private events, weddings. Um, it's now become a thing to uh, DJ baby showers. I've done baby showers. Uh, so any private gig, uh, I, I just love being able to I want to be a guy that can play music uh, and have the audience be like, man, I haven't heard this song in like 10 years. Um, and just just play feel good music, because I think music music has such uh, plays such a toll um, on people's moods, people's uh, personalities. I mean, you listen to uh, some of these guys, some of these post game interviews and you hear the music blasting in the background and uh, Jimmy Cooks, uh, these guys coming out to that and. These guys like walking out of the tunnel uh, with all these flashing lights. Uh, and now it, it, it's it's music. It plays such a, 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 a toll on people. Um, and that was something that I wanted to do in which I got into DJing. And um, I wanted to have an influence uh, on people's moves. And um, yeah, I've continued to do it today. Um and uh yeah, I mean so I don't, do you have like do you have like a I mean like obviously it's like Okay, you're trying to hear, you're trying to like uplift like w- with your DJing, right? You're trying to like set the mood, set, yeah. set a good energy. What's your go-to then? What's your like your good do you have a go-to track or artist or album that you want to pull something from? Because if I was in your position, I'm sure like for me, it would probably be something like the entire Stevie Wonder catalog just kind of does that for people, I feel. But what's your go-to there? See, see, now you got me questioning. Are you trying to take my music and are you trying to start a DJing career now? Because oh no, 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 no. To, I don't okay, have time okay. for that. I don't have time don't for that. I stick, <laughs> I stick to the podcast. I'm gonna let you handle the. I'm gonna let you handle the music. Uh, I'm gonna stick to the podcast. Okay, so, um, I could say like if if I'm doing like a 
if we, we're dealing with, and this is the thing is, is music has transpired to be so like, it, it's, it's, it, it's almost like music that was popular three decades ago is, is still irrelevant. Uh, I mean, you got ghost town DJs, my boo that five years ago, people just thought this song came out. I'm like, uh, 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 uh this, this has been out for a while. Um, you, I, I play, I play Dancing Queen and that's a throwback and people act as if that's a, these young, this young generation acts as if it's a new song. I'm like, hold on a minute, hold on. So, um, I don't I mean, Drake's album, um, it, it is, is awesome. Uh, Future, um, that's, that's more of, that's more of on the hip hop side. Um, I love country music. Um, country music is probably my favorite genre. Morgan Wallen, uh, Luke Combs, Chris Stapleton, uh, Mitchell Tenpenny, um, gotta love the classic, uh, Shania, Reba, um, and it's just, just being, be, just being versatile, uh, with music and just being able to connect with every generation, uh, I think is huge. And, and that's why I love DJing. That's why I love just seeing people on the dance floor and, and seeing people engage with my music and whether it's dancing, singing, uh, slow dancing, um, so yeah, those are probably probably my go-to. I don't want to give you too much information. Okay, now. that's a. I mean, <laughs> I, I love it. I absolutely love it, Travis. I you know I grew up I grew up playing a lot of music, but you know classical music that that kind of stuff. But uh, I always think it's just it's fascinating for because you're right at a wedding or at whatever the event is, whatever the music is playing is going to set the mood for so much. Even if you're not yeah. paying directly attention, it's the ambiance. It's about you know the BPMs. It's about yeah. like. You know, is okay. I see you doing your homework. The BPM, okay. I, I, I know. I mean, I did take. I've taken enough music theory to know. <laughs> talk a little bit about this, but uh, um, but yeah, that's, I always think it's really fascinating to you know how that sort of establishes everything, right? And that's why it's a question that I ask a lot of people who come on the podcast. What are you listening to right before you go on the field? Because I actually think that says a lot about who you are or your mentality. At least I th I think it's fascinating. You hear one of the. Most fat one of I thought one of the most interesting responses that we got from that on the show, Colin Wilder said that he listens to uh to praise music, to worship music, right before he goes on the field to get like a serenity before. And I've I've heard a couple other guys say that too. And that is not, you know, my experience from you know, I played I played very high level rugby for 10 years, you know, but I listened yeah. to I listened to Rage Against the Machine be before every before every yeah. single match I played in because I'm yeah, what I needed. But a, yeah, so just you just wanted to run your head through a wall. Yeah, well, that was my so, job. That was also yeah. my job. <laughs> See, and, that, and that's the thing is, is that I was, <clears throat> I, that, that, that's going to come down to personal preference and every player is different. Um, and some people aren't going to like hip hop. Some people aren't going to like rock. Some people aren't going to like country music. Um, so I, I think it, it just, it, it's, it's who you are as a person. It's what gets you going because, um, I, I think that music does play a huge toll on you, but at the same time, when you're running out of that tunnel and and when you're running off on kickoff like what what what's in your head is what it's all about because they're they're not they're not blasting music when you're playing when you're when you're uh catching a touchdown when you're running into the end zone you're not listening to music you, that your mind your mind plays so much of a toll of how successful you are uh and how great you can be so your mind your 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 mind um is the most powerful thing. Your mind is so much more powerful than music. Uh, half the time, uh, when I'm running down on the field, say for instance, I'm running down on kickoff, uh, I can't hear anything. 
I, I, played at Penn State, played at Ohio State. I can't hear anything. So I think that's that's a per, personal preference. Um, but um, I, I'll tell you one thing um, that is that will play a toll on you though is watching um, like the Samoans do that dance. Oh, the hockey! Yeah. And they all. Oh my goodness, man! If that doesn't get you hyped, oh, it gets you so hyped. Man. I'm like, and I know that that's like the Hawaiian thing to do or a Samoan thing to do, but we need to start getting start getting that going in America. Like, man, insane. I mean, it, well, if you uh, if you live in the rugby world like I did for a long time, you see it almost, <laughs> really? every, yeah. almost every weekend. Yeah. yeah, almost every weekend. It's uh, it's it's pretty standard fare. Yeah. So uh, you just got to get into rugby, Trev. You you would have been uh, uh, you, you would have been a heck of a rugby player, my friend. You would have been a, uh, been one heck of a rugby player. But uh, those, I've those always men said, are know, different. I love the uh, when you know everyone always plays. Like, oh, what if like Allen Iverson played soccer, or what what if LeBron James was a goalie, or you know wh- whatever sports. There's so many great football players who would have been just like the most incredible rugby players that I could yeah. possibly imagine. But yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're gonna wrap it up here today, Travis. Uh, thanks for tuning in, Travis. Thank you so much for being here as always. always. And uh, this has been the Believe in Badger Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. And until next time, on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin, baby. Go. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.